How do? Ian Crawford, cutlery safety expert here. I work for the Steel and Cutlery Manufacturers, Allied Trades, Industries and Guilds Association, Sakmatiaga for short. And I'm here helping to raise awareness about health and safety, especially the dangers of cutlery. So remember, think once, think twice, think fork spoon and knife. Well, what about this? Since the last podcast recording, I have a very important update. You see, some of you may have gone away with the impression that I am a teaspoon murderer because I left you last time with the understanding that I had murdered my cousin with a teaspoon back in 1984. Well, to be honest, I thought I was a murderer too, but I went to the police station and I confessed all. They dutifully reopened the case, but when they looked at the file of evidence, they found an envelope with a second-class stamp on it that they had forgotten to post. It was addressed to my cousin's family, and in the envelope was a full post-mortem report, showing that my cousin, Marie Frances Turner, had been found to have just a small scratch from a teaspoon handle on her front, but the fatal blow had come from an attack from behind by someone with a teaspoon-sized blunt penknife. With the weight of my cousin falling on top of me and the bang to my head, I had blacked out, and when I came to, I had assumed that I was the murderer, but far from it. I have been declared innocent and 100% in the clear. It turned out it was the serial seaside penknife killer and not me. Phew. So I'm not a teaspoon murderer after all. Brilliant. The police apologised for not remembering to post the letter and they were very sorry if I'd lived a life of guilt and remorse over the murder I didn't commit. And they were sorry if, as a result, I had dedicated my life to cutlery safety. But, as they said, there was a silver lining. Apparently, they were able to steam off the unused stamp on the envelope and would be able to make good use of it. And interestingly, it had at least quadrupled in value since it was purchased in the 1980s. You may be wondering if this amazing news will reduce my obsession with spreading the message of cutlery safety. And that is a fair question. You see, this revelation has rocked my faith in the Holy Trinity, i.e. the fork, the spoon and the knife. It has rocked my belief to the very core. I've had a crisis of cutlery safety, but wait... Just because I'm not a killer doesn't exonerate the dangers of cutlery. Oh no. I've seen too many case studies involving forks, teaspoons and knives. I've seen the aftermath of people who have fallen on forks, slipped onto spoons and kneeled on knives. My work doesn't stop here. Oh no. If anything, I've been revitalised and reinvigorated to carry on saving lives and as long as there is blood in my veins and cutlery in my cutlery drawer... I will think once, think twice, and think fork, spoon, and knife. Anyway, you may also be interested to know that to recuperate, after the stress of it all, I booked myself into a retreat run by the Steel and Cutlery Association and my colleagues. It's three days of forkfulness in a small manor house in the middle of nowhere. It gives anyone signing up a chance to take time to relax, meditate and get away from it all. And by concentrating on the fork and pondering on the prong, you really can unwind. Or as they say on the website, you can take time to focus on the tine. That's right, 
Take time to focus on the time. Take time to focus on the... Oh, sorry, I must have nodded off. It was a super experience. They take away your mobile phone and wallet at reception and give you a navy blue boiler suit to change into. After a quick tour, we were soon in the main hall, sat cross-legged on our yoga mats with a fork placed in front of us. I was immediately worried about the danger of falling forward into the prongs. So I reminded everyone there, don't be a clown, turn that fork down, thus minimising the likelihood of a prong-related injury. I decided it would be best if I told everyone my safety mantra from the front of the room. And I have to say, I got some knowing nods of approval and support. And it seemed everyone, apart from our relaxation tutor, seemed to be impressed. And in fact, while I was there at the front, I reminded everyone to take care, save a life, stay safe with your knife. And that only a fool breaks the one spoon rule. They seemed to appreciate it. So much so, I told them all a bit more. I told them about my work and background, as well as my recent confession and running with the law. They loved my gruesome story about my cousin, but by the time I had finished, we'd run out of time for the meditation session. I can't help thinking the chap running the session needed to meditate a bit more, because he, if anything, was getting all flustered and wound up. Although, on his way out, he did at least say to me, thank you very much for taking up so much time. So, it's good to be appreciated. The evening meal was a simple affair. Soup for starters, roast vegetable lasagna and apple crumble with custard for pudding. I think everyone on my table was grateful for my reminders and pointers in staying safe with cutlery during each course. I'm sorry to say that one gentleman on another table was not so careful. He dropped his spoon in his soup and he covered everyone in a hot splash of tomato and basil. You might have thought they would have learnt a lesson, but would you believe it, a casual elbow on a dessert spoon from another diner on the same table topped it all off by covering them, the whole group, with a layer of golden custard. As they shuffled off to get cleaned up, they looked like a bunch of dejected decorators covered in splashes of red, yellow and goodness knows what. They all looked my way and although they didn't say as much, I could tell they wished they'd been on my super safe table. On the whole, it was a good few days and to be honest, the rest of the time there is a bit of a blur. Although, unfortunately, whilst at the canteen serving area, I did end up causing a spot of bother when I mistakenly thought the lady ladling the food had fallen for my charms and was asking me to meet up at eightish. Although during the investigation the next day in the retreat manager's office, it turned out she had actually asked if I wanted meat and potatoes, not to eat up at eightish. I have to say, a little more clarity of diction and less use of the local accent would probably help to avoid similar confusions in the future, and I said as much. How was I to know? When I hung around the back door to the kitchen at 7.55pm and jumped forward with my lips puckered, that was all an innocent mistake. As I said in the hearing, perhaps she could have a bit the time off and join in the relaxation sessions. I'm sure taking time to focus on the time could be a big help. I have to say, I did feel rejuvenated when I got home. Although I'm a bit worried because every time I look at a fork now, I feel a strange sense of drowsiness and I keep blanking out for minutes at a time. I may have to go back and get them to undo whatever witchcraft they've used on me. I have a feeling they may have relaxed me too much. 
Everything was okay when I got home, although I did hear that I'd missed some excitement. Apparently, my neighbours in the property next door had been having an unauthorised party. They were shouting, singing, and they were making a right nuisance of themselves until three or four in the morning. Anyway, the manager of the Sunnyvale Care Home has told me they have spoken to all of the residents involved and reassured all of us neighbours that it won't happen again. So, (laughs) that's it. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to like, rate and share this podcast. Please check out the website www.safecutlery.com That's safecutlery.com But most of all, until next time, please take care with your cutlery. Think once, think twice. Think fork, spoon and knife. And whatever you do, please practice spoon sense. Stay safe, but most of all, stay cutlery safe. (laughs) 